Welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Southo Dan. Unfortunately, Terry can't be with us again tonight. He's in, um, he's in hospital nursing a, a back injury um, for lugging his big old shark supporters cock around. Speaking of big cocks, tonight we're going to talk about the Roosters with perhaps the most famous fan uh, they have, and quite frankly, the superior Doyle, the very well-prepared Mr. Ron. Hey, you doing, mate? Thanks for joining us. What an introduction, Dan. Thank you. Mate, please. I've been waiting a long time. It's been a long time waiting for my chance to talk about the Chooks on your podcast. Mate, that's it. I never thought I'd see the day. But how, how straight up, before we get into all that, how does it feel to be on the Elite podcast? Yeah, look, it's been a while since I've been on an Elite podcast. You may remember that smashing hit. Sun Central. I say that laughing. Remember my um, Gold Coast Suns podcast? I do, mate. I listened to one of them. Couldn't get the audio to work and gave up, to be totally honest. <laughs> what a podcast. The illustrious 11 episode span. Mate. I miss it some days. Oh, it's, mate. Well, if this goes well and the Suns play well, who knows next year? We might. might <laughs> no, I don't want to do a Suns podcast ever again. Well, that's no good, mate. Well, let's talk about something mate, that brings oh, you great joy. happy to come on once you talk about the Chooks. Hey, and the Newtown Jets on your podcast. Well, it's our common love, isn't it? It certainly is, mate. You took a little bit of my uh, my fire. We'll ignore you said that. I'll cut that out later and we'll talk about it later. Hey, um, let's talk about something that brings you great joy, Ron. The the Roosters, mate. In the preseason, what were your expectations and did you have genuine expectations about a back-to-back run? Mate, if you had a look at what like their team, they only really lost... Who did they lose? They lost Blake Ferguson... And then they picked up Angus Crichton and Brett Morris. So they had the squad to go back-to-back. It was whether or not all the other teams could put a season together. And by the end of it, the Raiders were the last one standing out of a whole bunch of teams that kind of under-delivered near the end of the last season, if we're being honest with each other. Mate, you saying it, didn't turn up. He's saying it was a soft premiership? Parrot didn't turn up. So another team that played finals, I won't mention. But, like, so if other teams aren't turning up and... You've got the same squad that's presumably getting better and the young blokes are getting better. You're a genuine shot. And um, when you're a team that puts together your premiership tilt on defence, um, it's much easier to defend a premiership if you defend the way the Chooks do. Not many teams to score many tries against us. So, um, And that grand final, you know, that the Raiders were meant to be the best of the rest. They put one try on us in 80 minutes, and we had a bloke in the bin. So, yeah, I did think they were going to go back to back. To be honest, <laughs> this year I don't. I'm not too sure, but we'll uh, we'll have to see. Very what a young halfback that you guys know a little bit about. Very humble, mate. We need to feel so, uh, feel some big shoes, but uh, yeah, I'm quietly confident. It sucks that Billy Smith did his ACL before the season. Uh, big raps on that young bloke, but. Brett Morris goes to the centres and Matty Cavalu or Ryan Hall slots onto that wing. Not a bad side, Dan. It's not, mate. Not you're still, a bad side. You're stealing all my thunder here, all my questions. I'm going to ask them anyways because that's what I Go do. How, the Angus Crichton signing, that, that was pretty big. Were you guys as excited as South were annoyed? <laughs> yeah, it was because it's just it pisses them off and that's hilarious. But it was funny how it was used all season. Like, um... I don't know, I'm just reading between the lines here, but I think Robbo maybe thought, oh, it's going to take a few rounds to get this bloke in sync with the Roosters' defensive patterns. So they played him off the bench for most of the year. 
But uh, when it came time for him to step up and he came on in the grand final with over 60 minutes on the clock, mate, he, he defended as well as the rest of our line. I think that's important if you're a back row at the Chooks that you can tackle. And boy, he can tackle, even though he's missing a finger. Exactly <laughs> right, mate. You can get it done. <laughs> you, the other two signings you mentioned I've got here, Ryan Hall and Brett Morris. Uh, how'd you rate them coming in? I know Hall had big raps coming from the Super League, but they don't always work. Right, so... The, the Chooks wingers have to do a lot of work. Um, they're the ones that probably chew up the most metres in our squad. So then with Teddy, have to be taken back most of the, the bomb. So if you think about it, not many teams, if they've got a good kicker, are going to kick to Teddy on the full. So it's either Daniel Tupu, who's like six foot five or something ridiculous, or Brett Morris. And most of the time, they're going to bomb to Brett Morris. But he had a pretty decent season. Like... Especially in the grand final. I'll talk about the grand final a lot because the, the minimal prep I've done for this podcast was just watch the grand final again, which I do most weeks, to be honest with you. But um, no, Brett Myers had a pretty important uh, role to play in filling Blake Ferguson's shoes, I guess, because he was uh, the best winger in the league in 2018. So to come into the Chook side, try to replicate that, uh, he did a really, really good job. Showed all his experience, really, all those rep games. His 2010 season, uh, really valuable. The other hand, Ryan Hall was pretty much injured. He rocked up to the Chooks uh, with a knee injury, and he recovered and played a few games and got injured again. But by all accounts, he's healthy and ready to go for the 2020. But, um, you know, I don't think we've seen what Ryan Hall can do at all, to be honest. Um, I think your first season back after an ACL is kind of shaky where you learn how to run again. But... Um, Given that, it was interesting to see how he slots into the uh, the Roosters line, seeing as though we're uh, in the need of a back, you know, a back winger or centre. Mate, that, uh, that that injury you mentioned was bad. Speaking of bad, you lost your first game to your your bitter bitter rival, South Sydney, twenty sixteen. I said that day, Dan. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, how did you feel after the loss? Not not happy, I would suppose. Because when you asked me if I was like confident if the Chooks could go back to back, I'm thinking, mate. Undefeated season, let's make it happen. Nah, first week we did not play well at all. It was pouring rain at the SCG. Um, and we lost to South, got upset with ourselves, and then I don't think we lost a game at the SCG for the rest of the year. I was going to say, you guys went on an eight-game win streak, so it obviously wasn't too... It wasn't a slow start. I think if the Chooks were going to lose one, they'll probably lose one in the first round anyway. They seem to do that. They lost to the Tigers in the first round of 2018, and that was worse. So, I mean, who we got first round? I think we got Panthers first round this year. Yeah, I think it's Penrith. Um, it's not as salty if we lose to them. I don't mind the Panthers. So, maybe we need a stinging loss in round one to kickstart the season, but we shall see. I like that. We'll, 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 um, we'll get to this now because I want to get it out of the way. Round five, you guys come down Cronulla and spanked us on our own turf, 30-16. to 16. There was a time where you were our absolute whipping boys, but it seems to turn around in the last year and a half. What's going on there? I don't know. What do you think? Well, like, that's a different team that's running around now than a team that was running in 20... When, what, what do you reckon? 2015, 16, 17, where we could barely win a game against Hugh Blokes? Yeah. So that was like... That's that's Mitchell Pierce's fault, I think. Let's, maybe. I don't know. Like... Has your squad changed so like significantly since twenty well, when you were beating us up? Not hugely, but we beat you in twenty fourteen with like 
a Newtown side plus a busted Todd Carney. We only won four <laughs> games that year. So I think there was a hoodoo, but it, it's made it's broken. It's gone now. Um, I was worried about that qualifying final in 2018 where you guys came up to the Sydney Football Stadium. Um, you guys were a real shot. I think Valentine Holmes was having a, a really, really good game. We were lucky to get through that game. And that obviously set us on our, our premiership tilt that season. So it's always, I don't think I'm ever confident when we play the Sharks. I still remember, I'm still sore from it, to be honest. <laughs> it's it. Mate, it goes way back. Hey, um, we'll, we'll go, we'll go, we'll jump back and forward because fuck it, why not? We can do what we want. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your favourite win of the season? The grand final, hands down. How good was that? Mate, I shouldn't even about that grand, Are we going to have a whole episode about the grand final if you want to review that? I'll be back. Mate, that's absolutely fine. What about your worst loss? <laughs> the worst loss? Yeah. Uh, the one I took the hardest was, was it round 25? Yeah, round 25 against South when we lost because we could see that we were probably going to play in the, the week after. So you really don't want to lose that one and give South confidence and, uh, you know, everything that you've worked on, if it doesn't work, you're going to have to come up with a brand new game plan. And I don't, you know, Mitchell Orbison and, and Luke Keery didn't play that game, but I don't care. I think that the Roosters are good enough that they still should have beaten South, but no, South flogged us that week. Mate, but we came back in the, pre- oh, in the qualifying final the week after and beat them by 30 points, so... Mate, that's it. I've, I've... For, for, for the five days after that, it was really, really tough. I was really nervous. Really yeah. nervous. Mate, completely understandable. That that 16-10 loss to the Bunnies, I was going to say you guys weren't at full strength. And I, I, I don't want to say you guys took the foot off the pedal, but I just don't feel there was the intensity where a South came in and they wanted to beat you. Yeah. By flogged, I mean they physically beat up our forward pack. And I oh, think yeah. that's the kind of blueprint to beat the Chilts. Hey, like, you can beat them up at the middle. They condense their, their defensive line a bit, which gives you the opportunity out of the back if you've got a speedster. So when a team can win the middle, and you'll notice that the majority of the points that the Roosters let through are when Jerry Hargraves and Siwa Tokiaho go on the bench. Then our interchange front rowers come on, and they just don't have the intensity that those blokes do, and that's when teams can get up on us. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to hurt us. That was, that's, I think, pretty spot on. <laughs> they did, mate. Well, let's let's run through the finals because I know you've been waiting. Uh, round one of the finals, 36 over the Bunnies. I thought the week before, I thought you guys weren't gone, but I thought you'll get through the Bunnies and then probably lose to the Storm. As it turns out, you beat the Storm. But um, 30 to 6, that must have had you guys pretty confident. Yeah, but we were up by like 20 points at half time and we only ended up winning by 30 points. So, like, that was kind of annoying, I guess, because you don't want to see your team take the foot off the pedal. But when you when you defend like the Chooks and let through as little points as they do, I guess they were probably conserving themselves. And then they were just finding tries anyway. Like the back end of that second half when they basically scored three tries in five minutes, that was game was over. So um, yeah, I think the Chooks were just thinking about their week off and whoever. Was going to come up and try to play us again at the SCG. We, that's a big thing with the Chooks now. Like we, you know, I've been going to the Roosters games for like what, 25 years or something ridiculous, and I've never remembered BFS SFS being any sort of a fortress. Do you know what I mean? Like any team could come and beat us on their day, but the SCG now it's like it's good that we finally have a home ground advantage, and teams struggle to come and play well against us on the SCG. I don't know if it's because it's an oval and it's a weird shape and the crowd's 
made it like miles away. But um, yeah, the fact that we beat the bunnies and that meant that we had a home prelim. Awesome. Then, then you guys drew the storm. Were you nervous when you got them? I know you guys traded wins, and I think from memory, uh, Latrell kicked a sixty-meter field goal, or something friggin' ridiculous, to sink them down there. I think they beat you by a field goal or something. Do you, yeah. Were you nervous? In the going they beat us by field goal. Cameron Smith slotted one, and then yeah, last season, Latrell with the they set up the fakie to Cooper, and he put his hands up, thinking that he was going to get the ball, and then up uh, hit Latrell in the chest, and he slotted it. But uh, whoever wins that, whoever loses that Adelaide game went on to win the comp the, the years that they had it. So <laughs> there you go. But we're not playing there next year, so that hoot is over. Ah, good, mate. Get it. Let's talk grand final, Ron. I know this is this is what we're here for. 14 I about prelim final. I did watch highlights of it. I just can't get over it because it, I just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Melbourne scored one try against us where they were 10 metres out and Nelson Sofa-Solomona ran over... Cooper Cronk and Mitchell Alberson to score a try. And those two kind of defend next to each other most of the time. Like, how did they, how did Melbourne only ever get into that position once? And how is Nelson and Sol- Solomon not scoring more tries like this? Because there's not much you can do when he's that bloke of that size hits your line. I just find it incredible that he doesn't score more tries than he does. Because Melbourne don't have much trouble getting into like a team's five meter line. Anyway, that was the only try they scored. I just a big bloke over our halfback. But yeah, it was a pretty good game. Remember the two Simbins in the first tackle? Hilarious. <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> missed the first half. I was picking up the kids and the train was delayed, but I got home and... Yeah, look, it wasn't... As an outsider, it wasn't the, the best game of the season. Either either was the grand final, though. Like, you had, what, three fantastic grand finals in a row. Then you had Melbourne flog whoever they beat. And then last year and then this year. You guys don't play exciting grand finals. You weren't excited when the Chooks put Melbourne to the cleaners in the first half of the 2018 Grand Finals? Look, that was fantastic. Look, it felt good, but the game was over and it was no fun. We we did the we did <laughs> mate. We were there for the neutral fans. We we literally after the siren. What's that? The Sharks after the siren, mate. Melbourne looked like they were going to score for all money. Then we decided, oh, you know what? That's enough. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. I was at my mate's house. I was on the couch jumping up and down. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> mate, what, are they, what, a, what a time to be alive, eh? Let's talk about your grand final, Ron. 14-8. When you guys, um, let's let's jump it in. Was that the six again call? Where were you? What did you see? What was the feeling at the game? I was sitting on about the 30-metre line on the Chooks end, but I was on the third elevation, so I was up a fair bit. Um, yeah. Us, like Raiders fans around us were celebrating when they got six more tackles, but as soon as it was over, it was just, they just sat down and didn't care. And it was like, do you know what I mean? Like no one was blowing up. And then the Rooster score five tackles later, and then it was just was sort of stunned silence. But no one was going, that's just cost us the game. We were going to score with six more tackles. Like I don't think, I don't know. Like what do you think? Mate, I... Like, I... The the camera angles we had, it yeah. was a clear six again uh, call, and then the next thing we saw was White and getting tackled, handing the ball over. And that's where I think the confusion came from because you didn't see him put his hand down until they showed replays after the game. So I was stunned. I saw the six. I figured no one else saw it, and he changed his mind. I mean, watching the replay, he probably got it down, you know, 
it's hard to hear the referee when there's 80,000 screaming fans. Oh, but... yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone's arguing against that. I think anyone's arguing that the referee shouldn't have done that. But the massive take that it costs the Raiders the grand final, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Well, absolutely, mate, because a few minutes before, BJ Leilua had a literal unmarked winger on his outside in Rapana when you guys were down to 12. Um, didn't pass the ball. That, for me, cost the Raiders the grand final. Yeah, like, they had so many opportunities, and it just came down to, like, to me, it looked like a massive lack of experience. To let Sam Verrills in in the sixth minute and, like, your two markers have their back turned and your fullback can't stop a, you know, 80-kilo, 13-game rookie, I mean, you're probably not going to win the game. Like, Jack Wyden had, like, a bit of a half-break and he was tackled, like, half a metre short of the line. He plays the ball to Elliot Whitehead, who has, like, his whole line set. And he goes himself and just ends up just lying on top of Teddy and, and Joey Manu. I'm like, this is a grand final. Like, you really should be making better decisions than that. And they had 10 minutes against our side with 12 men, and they really didn't do much again. So, I mean, their their attack plan was basically bomb to Morris and hope that he would stuff up, but he didn't. Morris didn't blink that whole game. He played one of the, his career best games. And a big reason why the Chooks won that game. But, yeah, I'm just... I'm just miffed by the whole outrage of it. It's died down completely, which shows that, like, I don't think anyone passionately felt that the Raiders were robbed. Um, it, mate, it, the pressure's on the Raiders this season, I'll tell you that much. They've got huge expectations now. And I think the last time they had this much expectation would have been around, what, when they went on a deep run and got beat by the Tigers. That was, what, 2010? And then they were garbage the year after, so... No, pressure's on them. So much us. To raise. Speaking of Sam Verrills, uh, good rookie. Would you say he's a boom rookie? <laughs> no. I still don't get that reference. But anyway, um, boy, he's weird what's going to happen to him next season because he was one of our best in the grand final, but our captain's back. So I guess they'll have him a season coming off the bench as our utility. But I thought Victor Bradley was supposed to be our utility, so... I'm interested to see, but I think he's got a spot in the team. Mate, You've I'm... got Sam Barrels there. You use him. Well, I'm going to throw some quick-fire questions at you. It's funny Let's you mentioned go. Victor Radley. He had a slow start to the season after an absolute belter last year. Were you guys worried, or was just him being forced to play out of position? Yeah, so when Jake Friend went down, he basically was the number nine until Sam Barrels became the number nine. And you can tell that he likes playing in the middle. So that's why he's, he basically plays like a lock that passes the ball at scrum half. Like he doesn't really play. Like he doesn't do a lot of runs out of dummy half like some of the better hookers do. So when I think when, he, when it stabilised and he started playing 13 week in, week out, you started seeing that he was... Um, he's got really, really good hands. Like he put Torki Aho through in the grand final and gave Bruce's momentum at the back half as the Raiders were coming for, coming for us. He's really good tackler, as we've seen. So, yeah, it ended up working out. I think Roos' fans are really of the opinion now that you kind of just trust what Robbo does because he very rarely misses at the moment with his coaching decisions. 
Mate, absolutely. Uh, Luke Keary, was he your best player this year? Yeah, I think so. He uh, got really badly concussed in the middle of the season. We missed him for a few games, and the Roosters started looking shaky, and I think we were a bit exposed. Um, he was probably going to play Origin anyway, so uh, either way, there were rounds where we weren't going to have him, and if he keeps... Well, I mean, he has to get picked if he's available. Jack White's pretty good, but... I mean, you pick Kiri at seven, right? Oh, man, absolutely. Kiri at one. Like, he was here. Yeah, the Roosters are going to miss him through the middle of this season, so... Yeah, he, he he's running the show now for us. Um, I think last season was kind of like Cooper Cronk's handover to Kiri, and like, this is your team now. There's a young boy coming through. And whoever they choose at seven, could be Lachlan Lamb as well. Like, he's in the mix. So, yeah, it's Kiri's, it's Kiri's team now, and he needs to... Uh, basically continue doing what he's doing. Mate, fair to say the Cronk-Pierce trade worked out well for you guys? No, it wasn't bad, eh? No, not, not at all. <laughs> not bad. No, I mean, if you compare our results to Newcastle's results, I mean, oh, hey, to be fair, Dan, Newcastle did have that one really good win. What? You know that one really good win against us? Uh... Newcastle, they won like, like 40 points or something. And that picture of Pierce kissing his jersey. Oh, I, I do remember jersey. that. Yeah, biggest beat up of the season. It's like they go get yeah. flogged by the Titans next week. Yeah, but other than that, I think the Roosters came better in that trade. If we're yeah. being honest, I'm willing to give that to you guys. James Tedesco, best player in the world. Uh, yeah, he's the best fullback in the world. I don't think that's up for discussion. It's hard to despite compare players. Hey, being pragmatic about it. I mean, there's lots of good players. Like Jason Tamalolo is pretty good. I mean, you put Jason Tamalolo in any team and that team's probably going to be better. But there's only so much that Teddy can do. He's got, like, one of the best forward packs in front of him. So, um, you know, I think that should be the measure. If you can take a player and put them in the Titans and the Titans get good, then that's, that will be the best player in the world. Well, it's it's funny you mention that because Tedesco playing behind it, a decent but definitely not Roos's pack at the Tigers, just mm. never, never got him to the finals. That's right. I just missed that. My cat, I think, is about to vomit. That's right, mate. Nah, she's right. <laughs> she's, she's listening to us talk. Crap. Um, Sorry, what was this question? No. Tedesco at the Tigers had a decent pack, not the best in the world. Couldn't lift them to the finals. Comes to you guys, best player in the world by a mile, in my in my opinion. Yeah, but it's more so like his outside backs are pretty good as well. So like, like having Trill and Joey Manu to pass to. That's not bad. Like, you compare them to, like, the Tigers centres and whatnot. I mean, the Roosters have better finishes. Mate, absolutely. I'm going to hit you with five random names. Yeah. Let's get your thoughts. Number one, Kyle Flanagan. Exciting. I think if the Chooks can get a young bloke and have him on the cards for 10 or so seasons, you know, um, sky's the limit for him. Mate, would you swap him for Chad Townsend? No. No, I don't, mate. We I haven't got a any. As well. So, um, uh, it'll be good to have a goal kicker. I don't know if he's going to be doing the kicking. Maybe Tokyo will be, but um, that's important for us. We'll come up at sixes. Mate, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, good luck to him. Uh, the biggest media beat up I've ever seen in my entire life in the last three months for him. Um, so, yeah, in that regard, I hope him 
I hope hope that he uh, has a good season. I hope he doesn't get too distracted by everything and not too good of a season. You're not too good. I like it. What about Daniel Tupu, mate? I had him absolutely gone from your lineup. By the end of the year, he was one of your best. Yeah, unsung hero. He's won uh, three premierships now. I don't think there's not many wingers that have won three rings. Uh, Daniel Tupu is one of them. He's played Origin. He's played for Australia. So, um, yeah, highly underrated. Mate, is I, he the most underrated? Who knows? Mate, I absolutely agree. When when he was linked with Cronulla early in the season when we needed a winger, I was all over it, you know. But, mm. you know, he made a good decision to stay with you guys. Mitch Orbison. Yeah. Oh, so, Mitch Orbison is, I think, about 12 games away from being the most capped rooster of all time. And I don't think there's anyone more deserving. That guy, again, three premierships, um, plays every position. He captained us for a few games. Uh, he's really, really important for us. We're getting Ron's Ron's under attack here for those. Can you hear that? A little I don't bit. I know if you can hear that. My cat is making the weirdest noise. I'm hiding in my bedroom. <laughs> Good thing you mate. Number five, Jake Friend, captain courageous, come back to the grand final. Yeah, pretty brave. Um, did a job. Came off to the last 30 minutes and tackled his heart out, and that's what you want from your captain. Um, reliable. Uh, and yeah, if I'm if I'm picking the Rooster squad next year, he's our starting number nine, and still one of our co-captains. Mate. He runs the ship when uh, when Courtney has to go lead our state. He's done pretty well, young Boyd. Um, Newtown mm. Jets legend, Bar- uh, Dar- uh, Boyd Courtney. Yes. <laughs> um, we got we got some questions on Twitter. Only one made the cut. Uh, Beer boys asked Magulius, the king of Mykonos, back to back chips in the grand final, better than the Roosters back to back, and why? Because like you, if you don't follow the New South Wales Cup, you don't really, you can't really compare it. But I guess it would be the equivalent of if who finished eighth this season? Right. The Broncos. I don't like the Broncos very much, but imagine if the Broncos, through Alex Glenn, did two chips to win two big finals games to win the premiership for the Broncos from eighth. That's kind of what the Jets did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's kind of a big deal. So. Uh, oh, I like the oh, I like the Roosters obviously a little bit more, but um, I celebrated harder for the Jets wins. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, mate, it was it was the way it happened. <laughs> um, yeah, you boys playing him next year or what? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll get a bench spot. I think Jack Williams got the thirteen towed up, but mm-hmm. mate, Billy won't be far off. I'll tell you what, let's do a little 2020 jump and let's t- let's talk Jets. I had a South pre um, review, but fuck South, mate. Yeah. Perfect. That's a, that's good enough review. Fuck them. <laughs> 2020, can you go back to back to back? I have a question for you, Dan. Who do you think is going to get to 2020 or 22 premierships? So Souths are on 21 and the Chooks are on 15. Uh, look, Who do you think is going to get to 22 first? Oh, mate, you got to say Souths. Like, one good year. Like, ugh, yeah. smash and grab. I don't know. I reckon the Chooks will win. Mate, Seven before South win another one. Mate, Cronulla might win, what, 20 before they win another one. Who knows? <laughs> We're talking crazy. Who knows? Who knows? Will you guys right. be one closer next year? Will you go three, two, three in a row? Can you imagine? Oh, no, I they'd can't. Have to, they'd have to change the rules. They would. They yeah. would absolutely have to change the rules and stop it from happening. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, man, I, I fear for Twitter if the chooks go again. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I think it's like his fans' Twitter. If if the Chooks win again, 
Ah, fuck them. They're all. the saltiest. They, oh, they, God, jeez Louise. It was funny how um, you guys lost the player that went to South, and it was somehow the Tigers that looked stupid in it. <laughs> that was, that was it was Drew's little pot shot as well. Like you see, you're in the um the press conference where he goes, uh, "I would have made a big mistake signing with the Tigers." <laughs> yeah. I'm like that's not unnecessary, but uh, equally funny. So, I'll, I'll... mate, Cable said the same thing, and he's you know he's going to play reserve grade for Penrith. <laughs> hey, um, this year, who's the player to watch? Young player to watch. Where at? At the Roosters. Ah, uh, young player to watch. Satili Tupanua, he's a, a back rower with some footwork. He was the bloke that gave the Roosters field position in that golden point win against uh, Melbourne in Adelaide. Long flowing locks, headband, real good throwback. I think he's going to be a real winner. Mate, Cooper Cronk, can you guys do it without him? I know it's a huge play to lose. Yeah, but he's, he's stuck. A, do you know what? Like, if I've learned anything from the way he took play in that 2018 grand final when uh, Cooper Cronk didn't do much at all. I think he's more of a presence. And I think his value to the team is more his uh, his brain. And that hasn't really gone anywhere for us. So it'll be interesting to see if him in a coaching role um, translates to more success for the Roosters. Mate, are you worried about uh, young Kiri with his concussions? I heard he's only one real bad one away from hanging him up. Yeah, it's messed up, hey. Uh, I'd, I'd hate to see it's it. A, it's a contact sport. It's a weird one. Um, you, you have to you have to put his uh his long term well being as a priority. So I would imagine um, maybe the way he plays, kind of like the way Lockyer went from fullback to five eight, he kind of didn't get hit a lot. And, and Thurston basically played most of his last career barely getting tackled. So I mean, you can play a safe brand of rugby league, especially if you're a half. So hopefully he doesn't get too hurt, but he's probably got some origin games in front of him this year. So absolutely, put it past those Queenslanders to put a sneaky Kofusi swing it on. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's a Papali, mate. He's the one that attacks all our players. Yeah. Pricks. Hey, um, <laughs> do, you, do you ever get sick of the salary cap jokes? Uh, yeah, but I mean, if that's all people have as a sledge, I mean... You're going all right, I guess. <laughs> bring, it, bring it on. I mean, you go to a Roosters game and, like, there's fans wearing sombrero hats with, like, printed money hanging off, like, uh, like a swagman's hat. So, I think, I don't know, it depends on the week. It depends on the week I'm having. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. We we cop, we've only got one premiership um, pot shots from teams that had to merge to survive and haven't made finals in, like, 10 to 15 years. So, yeah. Let, let them hate. Yeah, I mean, most of these sledges come from people who support teams that haven't won anything ever. So, I mean, if it helps you sleep at night, go nuts. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Mate, let's talk, let's talk the mighty Jets. Oh, go to the blue bags. Now, beer... How has Henson Park been this year? Oh, mate, Henson Park's the happiest place on earth. I'd, I'd go there over anywhere else in the world. It's just a fun place to be. It is, mate. Footy... Sausages, brewskis, Mate, can some you, type of footy. That's, that's it. Can you tell everyone about the uh, the Henson Park Happy Meal? Mate, Henson Park Happy Meal, you get two beers and two sausage sandwiches, 15 bucks. Mate, Go where, crazy. Where in the world can you get that kind of value? I 
it sorts you out because, like, especially when you get to the footy. I don't know about you, Dan, but like I need two beers and two sausage sandwiches just to get going. It's like breakfast for footy. Oh, fair enough. No, well, you, mate. What about the beer and footy fest? Was that the greatest day of your life? It's if you haven't been, like, just go to it, hey, because it's what ten bucks, and then there's beer everywhere and food everywhere, and there's a game of footy on as well. It was. We had a great time, eh? Mate, it was perhaps the best night I've ever had in my like, you know. <laughs> and I've had two kids, so um mate, it was it was ridiculously fun. And the crowd was genuinely see how big it's gonna get next year, hey. Oh mate, I'm I'm worried it'll, it'll sell out. As long as I can sit down somewhere. Yeah, exactly right. But did you find that when Sione Katoa ran ninety meters to score untouched, about four people around us were watching the game? <laughs> Still, mate, he did. He almost ran over about fifteen hundred people, <laughs> but it was fantastic. Um, shame we didn't see him at ANZ Stadium going around. No, that they they should have they should have moved it to somewhere to, to make that possible. That has a track, a bike track. ES Marks Field that has a bike track around the field. There you go. Get on that, Todd Greenberg. The I know you're Olympic listening. Park set up in Melbourne. That's yeah, great. exactly right, mate. Grand <laughs> Grand Final day when we beat the um, the Timmy Manor led Wentworth Magpies. That um, how were you feeling as we went into uh, extra time? I thought I thought we were done because they scored first, and uh, it looked like they were just going to try to defend it out, which is never a great strategy in New South Wales Cup, to be fair. No, not at all. But yeah, they, they they left it late, didn't they, the boys? They did, mate. Will Kennedy scoring under the post? Forty-five meters out. Why not? That's it, man. It was the same kick as well in the next game. Oh, anyway, <laughs> when we talk about that, I can't believe it. Oh, we will get to it. Would was the Would you say that the pre um, the post game embrace with your friend Sado Dan was like the greatest thing of all time? I felt something, Dan. Did you? Yeah, I'm still feeling it now, <laughs> mate. That was oh, I don't think I've ever lived that moment. That that was fun. But just when I thought it couldn't get better, mate, a week later, seventy nine well, minutes. That, uh, the New South Wales <laughs> Cup Grand Final. They used to play that at Leichhardt Oval, and now they're playing it at Bankwest Stadium. I'm not sure I'm a fan. Really? Because you, you were there last year, as, as was I. Mm. So, the thing is, Bankwest Stadium is great and all, but there's still only like 2,000 people coming to this game. But at Leichhardt Oval, it's just better, I think. Mate, there was more people there last year at the Leichhardt game, I'm convinced. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's a, they're going to keep playing at a Bankwest Stadium. That's kind of like the ANZ Stadium of the New South Wales Cup level. Mate, true, but at least unlike Leichhardt Oval, you could get a beer and not have to pay cash. Yeah, Leichhardt Oval sort yourself out. I think they're getting better, Leichhardt Oval, though. At least they have ATMs. You know those portable ATMs? Oh, they're back going for them. Oh, that's good. Fucking Tigers, man. They ruin everything. <laughs> Mate, for 70... I'm, I'm going to tell a story here. For 79 minutes and about 56 seconds... I was in a foul mood because we had no right to win that game <laughs> against Burley. And East kicked it, and I thought, you've, you've created a four-on-three on the left and you've kicked it. That's a Chad Townsend move. And then it happened. <laughs> the bounce, mate. The bounce, though. The bounce. I Jackson Ferris. Ball, you know, that's football. Mate, it is, I've still got that, that frame picture that I borrowed from that night where we got drunk. It's, it's sitting behind me, actually, where Jackson <laughs> Ferris is about to score the win and try. Um... Yeah, man, like, I'll, you were spot on that we had no right to win that, but in true, what do they call it, in trust Super Cup <laughs> Showdown, National Championship, I think yeah. it's called. Um, 
one team probably celebrated a little too early, and the other team came back smashing. Mate, absolutely. Mate, Toby Rudolph, we had him on the podcast last week, and it went absolutely gangbusters. He's oh, the nicest boy. guy in the world. He just he he came back. We didn't lose a game last year. Oh, are you guys playing him next year? Yeah, yeah, he'll be he, looking like he's going to be on the bench in round one. Hamlin Newelli went down with a hammy and uh, hamstring yesterday in training, but um, he's not far off if he's um, if he's not picked for round one. Should we uh, get him in our fancy teams? Uh, well, I actually asked him on the pod and he laughed, so I'm taking that as a yes. Yeah, I'll get him. Yeah, well, you can always... cheapies. Mate, it's at the right... Hey, talking about Supercoach, mate, how's your side looking? Well, you know I play a unique spin on the old Supercoach where it's like a 10-man league, but we, we draft a Supercoach team and then we put a trade embargo for five weeks and we cut our trades down to 20 trades a season. So, I've got to draft a, a, a full team with like full of cheapies and keepers and pods and all that. So, we've got a draft coming up. But, oh, Dan, you might like this. We pick our draft order with the Royal Rumble. So, oh, whoever's number 15, yeah. they go deep. I mean, I get first pick. Oh, you got 15, do you? Yeah, whatever, whatever number 15 in the Men's Royal Rumble. Yeah. If they last the longest, I mean. Mate, you better hope it's Drew McIntyre. Gonna... I reckon reckon Drew's going to toss um, old mate Lesnar, but he's at number one. I think he's going almost coast to coast. Ooh. I do like an Ironman performance in a rumble. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Let's, let's, let's talk off air. Let's, let's, <laughs> uh, I want to get in. Su- super coach, so who's the one player you have to have? If you got the number Tedesco. one draft pick? Mate. Yeah, James Tedesco, the end. Like, oh. well, he, well, the thing is, the other good fullback is... Tom Trebojevic, right? So, I don't know. I haven't looked at the costs. But if I get the first draft pick, I'm getting James Tedesco. I think he has the potential to score more points like through tries and attacking plays. And Supercoach loves just... They give heaps more points for that than any of their other <laughs> stats. So. Wait, there used to be a... a it was a now-defunct draft competition that yourself and I were in a couple of years ago that gave birth to the greatest premiership Trophy, um, t-shirt of all time. You want to tell us what happened? Oh, yeah. So, what was it called again? I heard the the Shannon Hegarty Cup. The Shannon Hegarty Cup. Mm-hmm. I won that in 2016, and made a premiership shirt. It's it's beautiful, mate. I'll, I'll tweet I'll tweet it out later. I'll find a photo and I'll tweet it out. But it was one of the greatest moments, the greatest banter of all time. Even <laughs> even your mortal enemies that was were so like, salty that league. you got to pay that. But I, I think you knocked me out in the semi-final, so I was a little bit annoyed when you yeah. won it, but it ends the break. Dan sucked in. That's the way it goes, Your mate. Your probably sucked. Did you have a shitty team that year? Uh, you always have a shitty team. Well, I came, well, I made the prelim, so it can't have been that bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, and I remember picking Tedesco number one, because you made, um, your mate Mitch was trying to talk me um, into picking Tedesco, because he wanted RTS at two. Mm. Yeah, so I, at the last minute I went to click RTS and thought, nah, fuck it. And then, yeah, it happened, so... That was a good year, actually. Yeah, well, 20... Yeah, he would have been still at the Tigers. Yeah. So not as good. No, not as I good. I took Milford first pick that year, and he had a great season. That's good, mate. We're going to talk to you, get some tips, because I um, my, my fantasy performances haven't been real good as of late. Oh, Pappenhausen's probably a shower. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, mate, definitely. He's got to be there, and he's a lot cheaper than Tedesco and uh, Tommy Turbo, too. I'd be looking at him. 
Well, you know he's a sleeper who always goes well in fantasy and people don't really look at him? Uh, Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, it's true. He's the, only, he's the only one that does anything in Manly. The others just run and catch his balls, do you know what I mean? So, Manly does anything next year. Cherry Evans is going to have a big season. Mate. Maybe have a look at him. Well, I've got a question here. What's with um? What's with your rooster side and having very long and difficult names? Oi, I still really don't know how to say Seuatokiaho correctly. I, I think that's right. <laughs> but um, there was a while when, when Sunny, like circa 2013, the Roosters 2013 squad, there were so many players that had like hyphenated names. I've got a pennant on my wall. I'll tell. I'll read them out to you. <laughs> there was. Uh, Sean Kenny Dow, and then Jaria Hargraves, Sonny Bill Williams, Frank Paul Nuasala. That's a grand final team. It was four. It's four. It's, we got like. We use a lot of Polynesians in our team, and they have long names, and I think it's great that we celebrate their culture. I think more clubs should embrace it. Mate, absolutely. Well, the, um, you know, the, the Jets got there on the back of, um, his name escapes me, so this is going to sound really bad, but the uh, big bloke off the bench, lots of hair, fantastic player. Yeah, and that put me on the spot. I don't know his name either. No, I mean, I feel really bad now. Um, we'll to... <laughs> We're fans, I promise you. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to edit that in. I don't know, he wasn't there that night. Oh, you hear Matty Evans not backing up for the Jets next year? What's that? Matty Evans isn't backing up for the Jets next year. No? No, he wasn't in the squad. He must have retired or, you know, gone back to heaven to live out as the great and almighty ruler of the world. Um, do we have any cool, exclusive Newtown Jets signings for next season? Uh, well, we got, um, oh, there's a couple of young sharks that are going to gonna go real well. Teague Wilton's one. He played really well at the end of the year. I think he's going to be a oh, yeah. mega star this year. Um, we got a couple of monster forwards. You're not going to believe the size if they make that, that run on side. Or is Beastwood back? No, he's not. He retired. Him. We asked him at the, uh, the Civic reception. That's right. Mate, I can't remember much that night. I remember making love to the trophy and the old lady sitting us up for a photo. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. We were in a couple photos that night. <laughs> True story out of that, that's mate. What happens, that's what happens when you have an open bar. On, on, what night was it? A Tuesday night? That's, something ridiculous. Well, that's it. I went there and said to you, I can only have two or three beers because I don't have a whole lot of money at the moment. Said I get first shout. And they said, no, nah, Newtown are on taps free all night. So being a gentleman, you and I put about 12 of them away. And then they just kept going. Do you remember when everyone left and they were like literally just me and you and like the people running the show <laughs> left in the thing. The decorations are coming down. You and I still getting like roadies. Yeah, exactly right. And then the next day at 10.30 or 9.30 in the morning, I had a uh, fire alarm and had to go down 25 sets of stairs. I took a sickie. Yeah. Oh, you did? Well, mate, I wish I had done the same because about 13 down, I wanted to take a sickie. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, mate. How how can next year possibly better be better than this year for you? Well, if the Chooks win again, so that's what three in a row, and then New South Wales win again, so that'd be a three peat for them. Like fans are gonna be so salty. So I guess the angrier NRL Twitter gets, the better it gets for me. I guess. The better. <laughs> so I just love just sitting watching it. It's fantastic. Mate, you got any big uh, predictions for the year? I think it gets better if, like, if we win the comp, they actually give the Clive Churchill medal to someone that deserves it. (laughs) Whoa. Because there are a couple of roosters that got robbed, I think, for a Clive Churchill medal. And in five years' time, when we look back at, you know, oh, why did Jack White win? He scored a great try. 
but his team lost and he didn't do anything else for the rest of the game. So, I don't know, man. I'm still salty about that. Mate, the one, the one thing, the one negative you could pick out of the entire season. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> how, do you, how do you see Cronulla going next year? Yeah, they're always going to be a shot, hey. Like, no Paul Gallen. That's going to be good for you blokes. The way Graham's playing good. So, Sean Johnson's got to, like, not be shit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be my first. If he has a good season, then your team goes well. He took a team to a grand final, so kick can play. He did. Mate, this isn't so much a question as it is a, um, a statement. Um, fuck mm. off and leave Bronson's area alone. What? Fuck off and leave young Bronson alone, mate. Well, it's not us. It's bloody your mate Buzz, Rossfield. He's, he's like a he's selfie of the two, and he's like, well, obviously he signed with the Chooks. Mate, he seems like he wants friendships. to drive Bronson to the fucking Chooks. He, he must have said something negative about him on a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean... Boy, the Chooks need a centre now. Well, if we sign Bronson Jerry, if the Chooks sign Bronson Jerry, I'd be really happy about it. Mate, I think he walks into most sides. Like, I know he's not in the top few, but I think potential-wise, I don't think there's many many with a higher ceiling than young young Bronson. He tackle all right? Uh, no, well, not... Big for the Chooks. So you've got to be able to defend well. No, not That's really. That's why Roosters let Latrell go, Defender half the time. Well, you can't, you can't tackle and you can't, um, you can't really catch, but he can run really fast. So, yeah, <laughs> is speed as important anymore? Uh, I, it is when you're that quick. Like well, you yeah, saw the night, quick, hey. you saw the night where he absolutely burnt DWZ and sent him into retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah, speed is important. So I guess yeah, I think uh, you guys should have a good season next year. Oh, oh, just um, just don't lose to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about. It. Where do you think um the Tigers will finish this year? Tigers. Yeah. Boy, huge one here. Maybe thirteenth. Yeah, mate. Everyone's everyone's saying ninth is the joke, but I can't see them no, finishing. I don't think they're that good. No, me neither, mate. That side on paper is is dud. It's bog. Because like, well, we'll put the Titans, Newcastle, and probably. Dragons. Who else is great? Yeah, Dragons. They're, they're probably the bottom three, and then they're they're probably the best out of the worst four teams. Because they pull off. Oh, maybe it's deceptive because if you have a look at the bottom of the ladder, like all those teams are around the same, like five. But like the Tigers will have like three wins, and they'll be like Roosters, South, and Melbourne. <laughs> You're and right. They'll, they'll win a tough game at home against bloody the Raiders or something, and then they beat the Cowboys. But then they'll lose to like the Titans, and then they'll lose like. And they're like they'll have like five really good wins that make them look like they're better than they are, but yeah, I don't think they're good enough to finish ninth. No, me neither, mate. Well, we see you at Henson Park for the unveiling, and I think it's around four or five. We play our first home game at um at the New Shark Park, and then a couple of away games before we come back to Henson. Yeah, they don't usually start playing at Henson until later in the year. It's weird. I don't know. No, me neither. Last year, but mate, I'll be uh, I'll be there with both kids, and we'll be um. I'll, I'll be stealing another photo. Yeah, oh, to, with two hands to park happy meals, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's be good. Oh, yeah, come say hello. It'll be sick. Mate, absolutely. No, I'm there. It's down the road for me. Yeah, I mean, I know it's heaps easy. You can just fucking walk, but some yeah. of us have to travel halfway across the world. But it's worth it. It's Hanson Park. Hey, Hanson Park. Before we wrap up, mate, is there anything you want to plug? Nah. Well, listen to this podcast. 
this is pretty this has been pretty fun, Dan. Thank mate, you for having me on. I like talking about the chooks. I'll talk about the chooks all day long. Mate, it's been a pleasure. If we if we'd recorded this at the night where we had a few, you know, quiet Newtowners celebrating the, the Jets win, this would have been ninety six minutes of just bleep <laughs> and laughing and thinking we're hilarious, so just getting beers. I'll come back. I'll just go get a couple beers. Just hold the podcast for a couple minutes. Mate, that's what we were doing for a bit. Like, I'd come down with two beers. And two minutes later, you'd go get two beers. Yeah. I'd go get another two beers. We could do some podcasts at the Jets game. Mate, well, that that's a... I was thinking about that when you mentioned the Suns. I thought, well, maybe we can make a Jets pun and put a special or two up. Who knows? Who knows? I'm always down. Mate, I love it. Well, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure. I hope you guys don't go back to back to back because I can't stand your fans, but you're one of the rare good ones, Ron. Oh, cheers, mate. Oh, and I hope the Sharkies have a good year. Mate, thank you so much. This, this has been an absolute loving, man. It's been great, isn't it? I, I think we should uh, wrap it up with a Hail Matt Moylan. This is a crap us Roosters fans. <laughs> I'm a rugby league fan first, Dan. That's what's most important that people need to understand. That's very nice, mate. If you were going to hail a player as we hail Matt Moylan, who would it be? Question. Hail, why do you hail Matt Moylan? I still don't understand entirely. Well, the whole reason this podcast exists is because everyone blew up on Twitter when we when we celebrated the um, Josh Dugan signing, and yeah. we came up with all the pineapples and all the photos of the cruises and stuff. And then when yeah. we heard we were in for Moylan, Penrith went nuclear. So Terry yeah. and I thought, you know, if he signs, we're going to do something here and just fap off to Moylan for 90 minutes every couple of weeks. And our first actual podcast did a monster, monster rating. And then the next one did about a tenth when people realised we were just talking shit. But, um, mate, for a couple of weeks, we built back up almost. But, um, mate, it was just really funny. And even, mate, he could play not a single game this year and I'll still be uh, lining up to suck his toes. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Maybe hail Joey Manu just so that Seas can pull their head in about Latrell. Like, Latrell's good, but... Joey Manu's better, and you guys will see that. There you go. How Joey, Joey Manu's Manu, like eh? an athletic, like a more athletic, faster, better tackler than Latrell, but he just plays on the other side and doesn't get the ball as much. There you go, mate. That's the quote I'm using to promote this uh, this thing tomorrow. Yeah, well, I think it's true. Like, and we're getting him for like half the price of Latrell, so. <laughs> I'd rather have Joey Manu and another 500k than just Latrell Mitchell. Mate, I can't, I can't just, argue. If they, if they offered either to the Sharks, saying. mate, I'm taking Joey Manu every day. Yeah. Well, mate. So, yeah, how, how Joey Manu? How am I, Marlon?